The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home Podcast for Monday, March 30th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remastered might be out as early as tomorrow. A number of classic Mario games might be coming to Switch. The original Nier is getting remade for modern consoles and PC. Sony is slowing down the PlayStation Network in the US to help with bandwidth. It looks like OXM, official Xbox magazine, may have folded. And Resident Evil 3 remake reviews are out in the wild. And they're kind of all over the place. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remastered may release as early as tomorrow. A remastered version of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 has been rumored for some time, but it looks, according to the rumor at least, that it might see release tomorrow. Tom Phillips, who you will hear from again a little later in today's episode, is reporting for Eurogamer that the game will launch tomorrow. Phillips writes, a remastered version of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2's campaign will launch tomorrow, 31st March, according to a leaked PlayStation Store listing Eurogamer understands to be accurate. This confirmation comes after a raft of details were unearthed over the weekend by a data miner peering into the week's update for fellow COD titles Modern Warfare and Battle Royale Warzone, each of which will promote the new remaster. Phillips continued later in the article writing, Eurogamer sources suggest the remaster has been sat, awaiting release for quite some time. Activision has simply been waiting for the right time to release it, as other Call of Duty games come and go with and without story modes themselves. If this is to be believed, which I do, because it's based on a PlayStation Store listing, then I think we might be playing some Modern Warfare 2 remastered tomorrow. I said in a past episode that Modern Warfare 2 is probably my favorite Call of Duty. I got into its multiplayer way more than any other Call of Duty games, but it looks like whatever we may potentially get tomorrow, it's just going to be the campaign, which is also super exciting. That prison escape sequence is incredible. That game also includes Call of Duty's most controversial level, No Russian, where you shoot a crowd of unarmed civilians in an airport. I predict it doesn't hold up well in 2020. It felt a little too far even in 2009, so I am curious to see if Activision edits it in any way, or maybe even removes the level entirely. I am guessing it won't, but it will be interesting to see if anything has been done to that level. I will obviously check in tomorrow to let you know if it has, in fact, been released. A big collection of Mario games are getting remastered for Switch, and there might be a new Paper Mario this year, according to Rumor. As much as I really love this news, please take this as the rumor it is, but Andy Robinson is reporting for Video Games Chronicles that Nintendo is planning to celebrate Mario's 35th anniversary in a big way by remastering, quote, most of Super Mario's 35-year back catalog and releasing a new Paper Mario game. Robinson writes, The plans are set to be revealed alongside new details of Nintendo's partnership with Universal and the pair's Super Nintendo World theme park attractions and animated Super Mario movie. 
Nintendo has already unveiled one flagship licensing deal planned to commemorate the anniversary, a special interactive Lego Mario set, which sees players collecting coins and defeating enemies in real-life levels, which, aside, they've already revealed. We talked about that in a recent episode. The Super Mario 35th anniversary reveal was originally due to take place as a physical event at E3 in June, VGC was told, but Nintendo is now reviewing its plans in light of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. E3 2020 has been canceled due to the virus outbreak, and Nintendo could instead opt for a digital showcase. Tom Phillips, who we mentioned earlier at Eurogamer, is helping to corroborate the rumor as he is reporting on Video Games Chronicles a Story and writes his own sources point to Mario Galaxy being readied for Switch as well as other 3D Mario games. Phillips also writes, Eurogamer sources have confirmed a new Paper Mario is in the works along with a deluxe version of Super Mario 3D World, which will include an array of new levels. This long-rumored Wii U port is one of a couple of first-party games from Nintendo's previous console currently due for a new lease of life in 2020. So those are the reports from Video Games Chronicles and Eurogamer, and it makes a lot of sense. You can only play a few classic Mario games on Switch right now, and it is, in fact, Mario's 35th anniversary, and plans and even construction are already in motion for the Mario movie and the Mario theme park. I would love for a remastered collection of 3D Mario games, starting with Mario 64 all the way up to Super Mario 3D World, personally. I talked a few weeks ago about my love for Super Mario Galaxy. That's definitely the one I would love to replay on Switch, that and its sequel. This is all strictly rumor right now, but I do hope a collection of Mario games comes to exist on Switch. That would make me very, very happy. The original Nier is sort of getting a remake. Nier sort of became a a big hit series with the release of its second game, Nier Automata, in 2017. But the first game, simply titled Nier in North America, is also beloved. It's more of a cult classic, but I know a few people who go as far as even calling it their favorite games of all time. My wife is one of those people, and I was witness to her crying during the ending of her second playthrough when it came out in 2010. The weird thing about Nier in North America is there is a whole version of the game that we never received. In North America, Nier's protagonist was an older man, a father, trying to help his daughter on both Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. But in Japan, there were two different versions of the game on each platform. The Xbox 360 version of the game, called Nier Gestalt, was basically the version we received here in North America. The Japanese PlayStation 3 version, however, was called Near Replicant, and the protagonist was a young man trying to help his sister instead of an older man trying to help his daughter. I offer all of that setup to explain that in honor of the Near series' 10th anniversary, Square Enix recently announced that Near Replicant, the Japanese PlayStation 3 version of the game with the younger protagonist, is getting ported to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Steam, and its full title is Near Replicant, version 1.22474487139 ellipses, but I think we have all silently agreed to just call the game Near Replicant. It seems as though Square Enix is hesitant to call it a full remake, according to fan translations from the announcement. It seems like it will be more of an upgraded port, and it will have lots of new content, including new music. The music in Near is very good, so that's cool. There is a trailer that shows some still images from the game, and it has the text, In a distant, distant future, humanity is on the brink of extinction. A black scrawl disease and strange beasts threatened the world. A young, kind-hearted boy makes a promise to his little sister. 
a thousand-year lie that would live for eternity. According to a blog on Square Enix's website, the game's director, Yoko Taro, will be involved in the remake, or remaster, or whatever they're calling it, as well as Nier Automata's composer, Kaichi Okabe, and producer, Yosuke Saito. The game is being developed by Toy Logic, a studio with a strange development history, including Happy Wars, one of the first free-to-play Xbox 360 arcade games, and they also did some development work on Kid Icarus for 3DS and Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Another trailer also announced a mobile game called Near Reincarnation, but it's unclear if that game will be making its way to North America. I think this is a super exciting announcement. I would have been happy if Square Enix had just announced it was remaking Near, but the fact that it's the version of Near we never got in North America just makes it even better. In a Near retrospective Square Enix posted to its blog, it fully admitted that the original Near was not a bestseller, but it definitely has a passionate cult following. And the fact that the sequel ended up being such a big hit and taught so many people about the series definitely makes this effort to elevate the first game a smart decision. I'm very excited to check it out. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind. With Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Sony is slowing the PlayStation Network in the U.S. to help manage internet speeds. A few days ago, Sony announced it was slowing PlayStation Network speeds in Europe to, quote, manage download traffic to help preserve access for the entire internet community. Today, Sony announced that that plan is extending to the United States. Sony wrote in a blog post, Beginning today, we will take similar measures in the United States, and we will continue to take appropriate action to do our part to help ensure internet stability as this unprecedented situation continues to evolve. We are grateful for the role we play in helping deliver a sense of community and entertainment in these very trying times. Thank you again for your support, your patience, and for being part of the PlayStation community. Please stay home and stay safe. It's an unsurprising, disappointing, but likely necessary development. It will take a little longer to download the Final Fantasy VII Remake on April 10th, but hey, if it helps improve internet speeds for the more important data transfers, then it's totally worth it. Xbox Magazine has folded. This is sad news, but it looks like official Xbox Magazine has shut down. As someone who loves video game magazines and worked for one for many years, it is always disappointing to hear news like this. Wesley Yinpool for Eurogamer is reporting on the closure and writes, OXM folded last week with the magazine's last few remaining staff let go. Eurogamer understands OXM 
is one of six magazines closed at Bath-based media company Future, although it is the only gaming magazine among them. A statement from the parent company, Future, given to Eurogamer, reads, We have a duty of care to all our staff during this time, and our focus is on protecting the business for them and for our customers. We have introduced a raft of measures to keep the numbers of layoffs to an absolute minimum, including significant pay cuts for our executive team and board. Whilst the decline in retail footfall impacts our magazine business, we are well-placed with significant digital audiences and diversified revenues to continue delivering on our customers' changing needs at this time. On OXM's various channels, it doesn't seem as though any announcements have been made about the state of the publication. I wish everyone there the best as well as luck for all their future endeavors. I know what this is like. Resident Evil 3 reviews are out in the wild. There were no big releases today, but Resident Evil 3 Remake reviews are on the wild, which is exciting. The PS4 version of the game is currently sitting at an 81 on Metacritic, and the Xbox One version is at an 85. My buddy Ben Reeves at Game Informer gave the game a 9, writing, Resident Evil 3's greater focus on action affords you fewer opportunities to stop and think, but Jill's adventure is an incredible thrill ride. From the first moment that Nemesis burst through the wall and reached out with one of his tendrils, I felt my heart begin to race. I don't think it slowed down again until the credits rolled. Andy Kelly over at PC Gamer was less kind, giving it a 58 and writing, Resident Evil 3 is essentially a chain of action set pieces threaded together with a paper-thin story and a few too many cutscenes. This is the direction the series started to take post-Resident Evil 4 when it seriously lost its way and we ended up with the abysmal Resident Evil 6, and I'd hate to see that happen again. IGN's Lucy O'Brien reviewed the single-player campaign for IGN and gave it a 9, writing, Like Resident Evil 2 before it, Resident Evil 3's 2020 remake does an amazing job of recapturing the horror and tension of the late 90s original while completely modernizing its gameplay. It plays like a 2020 game because it is a 2020 game. The classic world is brought to life in glorious detail, and smart level design makes exploring it a delight and replaying it almost compulsory. If only all remakes could be this good, bring on the next one. Alessandro Falari has a review in progress of the game up for a game spot and is more in line with PC Gamer awarding it a 6 and writing as a remake. Resident Evil 3 not only falls short of honoring its source, but it also doesn't quite stick the landing as a standalone horror experience. Even without taking into account the original game or its predecessor, RE3 struggles to keep up with its pace amid a clashing of elements from survival horror and standard action. While it has a strong start and gives its principal villain some great moments, this truncated retelling of the concluding game from the original Resident Evil trilogy doesn't do it proper justice. Overall, the reviews seem positive, but there is no ignoring those handful of folks who are clearly disappointed. I am currently playing Resident Evil 3 with a code provided by Capcom, and I am not far enough to offer comprehensive thoughts, but I can say that the beginning is stellar and unexpected in many ways. The first few minutes of the game are just really cool, and as a continuation of what Capcom did with its Resident Evil 2 remake, it feels good. It's the only thing pulling me away from Half-Life Alex right now. That's it for video game news today. As I mentioned, I am playing Resident Evil 3 right now and enjoying it so far, but I'm really only like an hour or two in, so my impressions are very, very early. I feel like I've been unfairly ignoring Ori and the Will of the Wisps since Half-Life came out, but 
I decided last night to pick it up and spend some more time with it and managed to beat it. It turned out I was a lot closer to the end than I realized. It's one I would like to write a full, proper review for just because I really enjoyed it so much. My 2020 stack of games I need to play is starting to hit that point where I feel obligated to move on to the next thing once I finish a game, but I kind of want to go back in 100% Ori. I would guess I'm about 75% right now, so I don't think it would be too much of a hassle to just knock it all out, unlock all the abilities and all that kind of fun stuff. In the face of Resident Evil 3 and Half-Life Alex, though, <laughs> we'll see if I make my way back. It was a great game, though, even without hitting 100%. I highly recommend it. I have um, a correction here. Let me uh, check my notes from my mom. She called me after listening to the podcast and let me know that I had mispronounced triage. I called it triage. Uh, so it's triage, not triage. And thanks, Mom. If you're listening to this, I, I, I genuinely appreciate that kind of feedback. I want to know that kind of stuff. If I, if I sound sarcastic, I don't mean to. I Call me. Let me know if I'm mispronouncing things. If you have corrections like my mom did or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs. You can send them to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info. And please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I'm playing through Black Mesa right now. I might be finishing that game this week. Uh, we'll see. And you can also find me on the MinMax show for more long-form video game discussion. Now, you can bet that we're going to talk about Resident Evil 3 a lot this week. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow.